You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to this Top 3 Thursday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out, rockauto.com. The New Orleans Saints have a new face in town. They're only outside free agency signing thus far. Fullback Alex Arma will talk about the player, the fit, and the interesting story that has a lot of folks falling in love with the guy already. We'll also talk about what this means for a fan favorite in Michael Burton. Then we'll take a look around the free agency landscape to see what players are still left in the market for the New Orleans Saints as we come out of the first official day of free agency. When will the Saints make some moves? Why are there still so many talented players on the market and which ones the Saints should have their eyes on? Then we'll wrap up with our top three Thursday, the three best free agent additions in New Orleans Saints history, not named Drew Brees. One ended in a little bit of turmoil. One was unfortunate and the other is still ongoing. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. y'all as we have become accustomed here over the last few seasons the saints not big players in the early portion of free agency but they did get one signing done before the free agency period officially began and that was bringing in former carolina panthers fullback alex arma a-r-m-a alex arma six foot two 255 pounds fullback was drafted in the 2017 draft in the sixth round by carolina Played all over the place in the Carolina offense, in the backfield, in the slot, out wide even, as well as in line. Played a lot more out wide during the Matt Rule season in 2020. Also played 880 plus snaps in both kick coverage and return, as well as punt coverage and return. So you can see the versatility. And he also packs a bit of athleticism as well, running a 4-7 coming into the NFL Uh, in terms of his 40 at 255 pounds. So the stats don't really tell you the whole story here when it comes to this position. Averaged about 1.7 yards per carry on the ground, so never really got to the two, two and a half range that Michael Burton was at for the New Orleans Saints, but maybe getting Alex Arma in with the New Orleans Saints would certainly help. He did have three rushing touchdowns in his career so far with Carolina at the goal line for the most part for those. So he seems like somebody that you could rely on in short yardage situations, a place where the Saints really like to use their fullback. And he can also catch out of the backfield as well, has a few receptions during his time in Carolina. Obviously, that would be something that the Saints would end up maybe utilizing a little bit more uh, in New Orleans. So yes, like I mentioned, the stats don't tell the whole story, but you can still see the value that he brings in other areas of the game. We can head over to Pro Football Focus, take a look at his pass blocking grade. He's got an 86 there, so a near elite grade in 2020. And he had a 64 run block grade, which is a very respectable grade there. So there you have it. He can run, he can catch, he can block, and he can play special teams. And, uh, you know, look, the Saints are one of the few teams around the NFL that's still using a fullback. And Arma should fit right in to that mold. He's a young guy, just 26 years old. So there's a lot of time for him to settle in and even develop into maybe a little bit more of the role that you're accustomed to seeing 
from a Saints fullback. Now, some people have asked me what this potentially means for Michael Burton. Is Michael Burton on the way out? And truthfully, it very may well be the end of his time with the Saints. However, the Saints did bring two fullbacks into camp last year in Michael Burton and Ricky Ortiz. Ricky Ortiz was already on the team and they signed Michael Burton in free agency. So we could potentially see that happening again and Michael Burton finding his way back to the roster, depending upon his asking price and the price that they're looking at there. And especially with them no longer having Josh Hill in the building, who was moved from tight end to the F position last season, which was somebody that could play at tight end, but also out of the backfield. You're going to probably want that extra body there. The thing that does work in the Saints advantage, though, is that they have so far maintained tight end Garrett Griffin, who has played and has been somebody that has played a role that could take Josh Hill's place, essentially, as somebody that can play in the backfield and at tight end, in line, in the slot, out wide, whatever it is that you want him to do. But if Armour is going to be the full-time fullback going into the 2021 season, he should fit right in. Now, there is a story that some folks have found here recently about Arma that have essentially made them or helped them fall in love with the guy as he uh, ended up stopping a car thief. So let's go into a little bit more detail here. So Arma had a dash cam in his car because he had dealt with some previous break-ins. And so he wanted to make sure that he had some private surveillance in his car. So he caught somebody on camera breaking into his car one day, thanks to an alert that popped up on his phone while he was doing a, like a late night workout at his apartment gym. So then he ran out of his gym, ran out to the car in the parking garage, confronted the man who had just been finishing up in his car, basically closing the door and walking away. And basically then the guy tried to run away and Arma being an NFL athlete, of course, caught him. And not only did he catch him, but he wrestled him to the ground and then put him in an arm bar like what you see in the UFC, basically, until the cops arrived and just held him there. And there was somebody else that was videotaping it. You could see a bunch of this. Actually, Juju Chang did a great interview with him from ABC News. And during that interview, he basically described the arm bar as something that he just saw on television and that it just kind of stuck with him. And he remembered it. After that, he then picked up the name as opposed to Alex Arma being called Alex Armbar, and this was all back in 2017. So a cool story, and obviously, above all else, we're just glad that he came out of it okay. Uh, Arma, clearly a good fit for the Saints system, though. Uh, he's a tough guy that could do a lot of things, very versatile, block, run, catch, play special teams, and of course, fight crime as well. So not a bad special skill to add to the resume there. So Arma is the Saints' lone outside free agent signing at the time that I'm recording this, at least at the end of the first day, official day of free agency. Hard to believe that there's not going to be more that the Saints are going to do to fill out their 90-man roster, even before and, of course, potentially after the NFL draft as well. But for more on who the Saints could still target, we'll take a look at some available free agents still left on the market after the first official day. Lots of talent still left out there. And we'll talk about some of those names here next on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So listen, I can't teach you how to be like Alex Arma and throw somebody in an arm bar if you're having car trouble or somebody's messing with your car, but I can help you get some parts replaced and some pieces fixed and help you uh, keep your car up to date and running, help you out with the maintenance. And that's with our friends over at rockauto.com. You just head over to the website, put in your make, your model, whatever part you're looking for, and you're going to get several options, all at a fraction of the price of the let's call them the chain stores around the corner. You know who I'm talking about, the guys that just want to get you in and get you out as quickly as possible. 
No worry about any of that. No pressure, no rush. You can do everything with rockauto.com on your phone if you wanted to from the comfort of your own home. There's absolutely no pressure at all. And of course, Rock Auto is a family business as well. They've been helping auto parts customers online for 20 years. So you know that they've got your back. Go and check them out to see what all the different parts that they might have for your car or truck or vehicle, whatever it is that you drive, just whatever you do. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, y'all. The Enticing 8 continues over with our Built Bar Bracket Madness Challenge, which you can find at builtbar.com or on Twitter at bar underscore built. Today's matchup, Salted Caramel going up against Cookie Dough Chunk. Now, I'm a big fan of like chocolate chip cookie dough and everything, so I'm going to move on. I'm not going to do Salted Caramel. As much as I love Salted Caramel, I'm taking Cookie Dough Chunk here. I just absolutely love the bits of real cookie dough in there as well. And despite barely any sugar in these bars at all, four, five, six grams, but you're usually hitting around 17, 18, 19 grams of protein in these bars. So the low in sugar, low in carbs, but high in fiber and high in protein, the stuff that you need. Built Bar Bracket Madness going on over at BuiltBar.com. And make sure you pick up a box of Built Bars while you're at it and use the promo code LOCKED15. So you get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15. To get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to check back to see who becomes the best tasting protein bar over at BuiltBar.com. All right, family, whether you're betting on the NBA, college basketball, or otherwise, none of it has to be a guessing game if you just listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Go and check them out and follow Locked on Bets, the podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're rolling right along on today's episode of Locked on Saints. Before we get to our top three Thursday and take a look at the top three best free agent signings in Saints history, not named Drew Brees. I want to take a look at some of the free agents that are still available and on the market. So a couple of weeks ago, I named five free agents that I really liked, as well as a dream signing. Let's update those players' status at this moment as I'm recording this. And we'll also take a look at some other names to watch, both outside and inside the facility, as potential players or positions to be addressed next by the New Orleans Saints when they are ready to start getting a little active in the second and third waves of free agency that feel like they're already on the way, even though we're only officially a day in to free agency. This this process moved pretty quickly, and that's one of the reasons why there's still so much talent left on the board. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But first, let's revisit some of the, the five free agents that I took a look at a couple of weeks ago. I remember I wanted to go with realistic targets for the New Orleans Saints, folks that wouldn't necessarily price themselves out. So I looked at five different free agents a few weeks ago. One of them was offensive lineman from the Carolina Panthers, Chris Reed. At this moment, Chris Reed is still available. Reed was somebody that I really liked as maybe a potential additional offensive lineman that provides you some depth at four out of the five offensive line positions, basically both guard and tackle positions for Chris Reed. He was somebody that I thought would be very interesting there to be able to plug and fill any of those holes to essentially be a stopgap. If there's any need for somebody there, you can get him on a relatively cheap contract at this point. The Saints did re-sign James Hurst, which I think was a really, really good plan. But to have another backup guy that can play multiple positions for you, probably not a bad choice as right now. The Saints essentially have two centers in Cesar Ruiz and Eric McCoy. 
but you need to sort of figure out what you're going to do with those other positions for a backup plan. Is Ethan Greenidge, is Derek Kelly good enough to cut it if those are the guys that you need to bring in? I think we still have a lot left to learn there before we can make that kind of an assessment. Another player was cornerback Quentin Dunbar, still available right now uh, from the Seattle Seahawks. Didn't have really any overlap with Chris Richard at all, but still a familiar coach in terms of them both having ties to the Seattle Seahawks. I wasn't sure if maybe that would be enough to bring him around. Quentin Dunbar's uh, partner in crime or, or the guy that was tandem on the opposite side of him when he was healthy in San Francisco, Shaquille Griffin has already signed a contract elsewhere. So maybe Quentin Dunbar ends up doing the same thing. So at the moment, he's still available right now. And so we'll see if maybe he ends up being somebody that comes over to work with Chris Richard. Again, they might not have the strongest connection, but you know what? Richard's still one of the best defensive backs coaches in the NFL. And I think anybody would leap at the opportunity to get to learn from him. And if it's not Quentin Dunbar, maybe it is somebody that's a little bit more familiar with him, even though he doesn't play in his position group. And that's linebacker KJ Wright. KJ Wright, an older veteran linebacker, which might be smart to do, wise to do, because you're pretty youthful at the position. Otherwise, you've got Zach Bond that you just drafted last year, Chase Hansen and Caden Ellis that are behind him, Andrew Dowell in that mix as well. So it's a relatively uh, young roster or young depth chart when it comes to the linebacker position outside of the starters. So maybe you're okay with adding a KJ Wright who can do a little bit of everything. He can rush the passer. He can defend the run. He can play well in coverage. He's a linebacker that gives you the choice to keep him on the field as much as you want in both your base and nickel packages. You probably take him off for your dime packages and just have Demario Davis out there for that. But you'll take that with a KJ Wright who you know is older but could use a little bit of that rotation. So again, Wright is still available and the Saints have already been connected to one of his good friends, Richard Sherman. So maybe both of them might find some interest in New Orleans. They're still on the market late in free agency. We'll have to see what the price tags end up looking like the longer they're on the market. Another free agent that I named pretty highly was wide receiver Curtis Samuel. He actually signed on Wednesday with the Washington football team, Washington football team, putting together some really, really exciting skill position players over there. So he's no longer on the market. Uh, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins still on the market at the moment somebody to potentially come in and be your shifty not shifty but somebody that can sort of operate in between your three tech and one tech defensive tackle positions just gives you another multiple piece uh, that's moved around a little bit here recently and therefore his contract might be a little low he's currently still available at the time that I'm recording this now uh, dream signing for me was John U. Smith he signed very quickly with the New England Patriots who also signed Hunter Henry so that'll be a very entertaining 12, set of 12 personnel packages to watch over there. Now, some other names to watch that we've brought up that are still available. Uh, cornerback Brashad Breland is definitely one of them. Had a really nice season while he was healthy in Kansas City last year, and he's familiar with the NFC South. Uh, other cornerback, Adore Jackson, released from the Tennessee Titans. Just somebody that really has this athletic profile that's really incredible. And so maybe there's something to be said there in terms of his potential development over time get him with a Chris Richard and get all those natural tools in there to continue to build among uh, what you can maybe get out of the young guy there. Uh, wide receivers, Brashad Perryman and Keelan Cole. Brashad Perryman gives you a little bit more of a deep threat, speed threat. He has spent some time, of course, with Jameis Winston. They found a lot of success together at the end of the 2019 season while both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans were out with injury. And linebacker, Jayon Brown. I'm surprised to see Jayon Brown still on the market here. This is a bit surprising to me. A fantastic cover uh, linebacker. And the longer he's out on the market, maybe the lesser his price tag gets. And that could be a good idea. That could be a really good place to go and splurge on a little bit of a three, four year contract. Keep the first year 
cap hit low for a guy like Jayon Brown and bring him in to work with Demario Davis. That would be kind of the perfect uh, free agency signing, if I'm being honest. And then a couple of in-house free agency uh, players to watch. Defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, that DT class has not gotten a lot of attention, much like the wide receiver class. So we'll see what that ends up meaning for a guy like Sheldon Rankins, who needs to sort of figure out what his market is going to be dealing with the injuries that he's dealt with over his career. Tight end Jared Cook, still a potential to bring him back on a lesser contract than what the roster bonus would have been had they kept him on the roster long enough for that to kick in, but they decided to move on from him. Uh, Quarterback PJ Williams, let me call him defensive back PJ Williams, he'd make a lot of uh, sense to return. Wide receiver Benny Fowler, if you needed another speedy gunner because you lost uh, Justin Justin Hardy, Benny Fowler could be that guy. Fullback Michael Burton we talked about earlier. And then wide receiver Lil Jordan Humphrey, just another comfortable receiver that you know and that you trust and that can block and that does all those things that you like as a part of your scheme. Those are some of the in-house guys that I would continue to keep an eye out on as well. And of course, that goes on without mentioning the extensions that are also in-house for Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, and Ryan Ramchick. Those obviously very important to continue to watch as well. And so as we look ahead to what the Saints might might be able to do in free agency, we'll revisit some of the extraordinary things that they have done in free agency over the Sean Payton era. And I would even argue beyond that, some incredible free agency signings. We'll take a look at the top three for our top three Thursday free agency signings for the New Orleans Saints, not named Drew Brees. We'll get to those here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget to go and check out our good friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whether you're betting on the NBA, college basketball, NHL, MLB, or a bunch of the fun props that are going on around the football, the NFL game as well. Go and check all of that out and get the real updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered over at betonline.ag. It's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All one word for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get it. Huda Nation, are you ready for the NFL Draft? If so, make sure you join Locked On NFL Draft podcast hosted by Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they get you ready with their latest positional rankings and analysis of all the 2021 prospects. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so wrapping up today, taking a look at free agency, of course, as we wrap up the first day of free agency. As you're listening to this, we're probably in the midst of the second day of the official day of uh, the actual, you know, where they can put ink to paper. We're no longer in the tampering period. Things are officially official, as much as I absolutely dislike that phrase, but that's that's where we are. So as we uh, take a look at that, I thought it'd be fun to take a look back for our top three Thursday segment at three of the best free agent signings not named Drew Brees. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started here. We'll, we'll take a look at number three, and I'm going to go with Darren Sproles. 48 games, average 45 receiving yards per game, and also averaged 5.7 yards per carry on the ground. He went over 840 yards from scrimmage, the offensive yards rushing and receiving combined all three seasons in New Orleans, including a 1,300 uh, plus season there in terms of offensive yards, scored 21 offensive touchdowns total with the New Orleans Saints as well, 16 of which 
were receiving. He also added one punt return touchdown as well. So you could see the threat of him all throughout the you know every phase of the game, right? He was your punt returner. He was your kick returner. He was your the guy who could who could run out of the backfield, but that you also threw to a ton. Again, average forty five yards receiving per game as a running back, which is not that bad at all, especially over 48 games. He led the NFL in all-purpose yards in 2011, his first season with the New Orleans Saints, wherein he gained 2,696 all-purpose yards, still an NFL record to this day for most in a single season. And of course, he helped the New Orleans Saints at that time become the most productive offense in NFL history. It ended up getting surpassed a few years later, but 7,474 total offensive yards in that season. And he was a huge part of that production. Of course, now he ended up getting traded away to the Philadelphia Eagles. That relationship ended ugly. He had, you know, his partner was on Twitter going at the Saints and all this other stuff when the tweet was announced. It did not end very well, but boy, it was something else when he was in the building and in the black and gold. Uh, Let's go to number two here. I'm going to go with Jabari Greer. Jabari Greer added just before the 2009 Super Bowl season, his first season there. Not a bad start. 63 games over the course of five years with the New Orleans Saints. Again, joining in 2009, that Super Bowl year, and then playing through the 2013 season. 68 passes defended with the New Orleans Saints. That's second most all-time for the franchise currently. He also added nine interceptions with the Saints and two touchdowns. Scored one of them one of those touchdowns in the Super Bowl year where he also added two interceptions and 13 passes defended during that season as well. He also had four pass breakups in the playoffs on the way to the team winning the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, though, his time in New Orleans came to an end in 2013 with a pretty gruesome knee injury that effectively ended his career. Uh, It it is always going to be kind of a what could have been with Jabari Greer had he been able to stay healthy. But even still, he had played you know, elsewhere before he got to New Orleans, and then he played five years in New Orleans and everything, but no coincidence really to see him getting hurt during the 2013 season and in the C 2014, 15, and 16 end up being what they were defensively. That was a big loss for the New Orleans Saints. And then we'll get to the number one free agency edition, not named Drew Brees, and this should be absolutely, absolutely obvious. The guy is still on the team right now. Uh, Demario Davis, the linebacker formerly of the uh, of the Jets and the the Browns, and then the Jets again, uh, always on the field for the New Orleans Saints, does so much and handles so many different responsibilities as a communicator, as a playmaker, everything that he does on the field. He's always extremely trustworthy, and he helped to revitalize that very same defense that we just talked about, Jabari Greer. Having his injury in 2013, the Saints defense really plummeting in 14, 15, and 16. And then, of course, Demario Davis helping to turn the defense around once he joined in New Orleans years, uh, you know, in, in the years after. So, you know, you look at what he did in terms of his ability to be able to revitalize the defense and turn things around. And, of course, you recognize him for all the work that he does on the field, but you have to recognize him for the work that he does off the field as well, working within the communities of New Orleans, helping to work with children of un- underserved communities and avoiding pipeline systems and working with people coming out of imprisonment and everything and just working on policy and legislation change within the state as well. And of course, big time advocate for human rights and social justice, loves the city of New Orleans. And remember, he was also considering retirement, he talked about this season uh, before he signed with the New Orleans Saints. And Now he's had three straight seasons of 100 plus total tackles during that time since he's been in New Orleans. 
uh, and he helped, of course, to pull New Orleans out of that perpet- those perpetual seven and nine seasons uh, where that was uh, historically horrible defense that was being played uh, in the black and gold there. And Demario Davis came in and helped tighten all of that up when he showed up in the 2018 season. And, uh, you know, he had the, the young rookie core, the young core that came in in 2017 that really helped to start the revitalization. And then he really put the pin in it, the linchpin to help it all uh, stay the way that it should, right? Help it kind of sort of rise to a level and stay there. He's got one all pro nod in his career, and it came in 2019 with the New Orleans Saints and much deserved because that was a pretty incredible season for him. He had another really nice season last year as well. And especially once they got that versatile piece, that really nice quick coverage piece next to him in Quan Alexander. And hopefully they'll find some way to replicate that model again heading into 2021 with Demario Davis, of course, under contract for a few more seasons. He got his contract extension just before the second week of the NFL season last year where the Saints were traveling to take on the Las Vegas Raiders in Allegiant Stadium as the home opener there. And uh, now you've got him on a brand new contract that's also been restructured. So there's also that, right? So he's sticking around for a while and it seems likely that he'll wrap up his career as a New Orleans Saints. So there you have it. If you have any others that you want to shout out, make sure that you hit me up on on uh, Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. We'll be back here on for tomorrow's episode to take some questions from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. We'll do our questions from there as we do every week. And then, of course, keeping you up to date with everything going on with your New Orleans Saints and continue our free agency Fridays, which kind of comes naturally at this point as free agency is at its peak. So we'll keep you up to date with everything going on and get to your questions on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Saints here. I appreciate you as always and hope that y'all are keeping safe and staying happy. Do what you have to do to take care of yourself, of course, during this time. We appreciate you as always for coming through. Make sure you always know that you can follow me and you can hit me up over on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and Trust You That Nation. I'll holla at you.